What's going on guys? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Shree's podcast. Today I had the opportunity to interview Ricardo from Brasilia, Brazil. Ricardo is a language coach or I would say he's a pronunciation specialist. He helps teachers be able to teach pronunciation better to their students so that people around the world or at least his students are able to communicate with other people um, in an effective and seamless way. So the impact that this conversation had on me and how I perceive my accent, my pronunciation and my language journey was incredible. The information or the truth that Ricardo shared with me about accents and how limited we are when we perceive accents when it comes to English languages, you know, we only think it's only the English accent or it's the American accent. If there is anything that you would be able to take away from this interview, it's the truth that he shared about accents and pronunciation. As he says, pronunciation holds a huge part of the ground when it comes to communication because not only you want to be able to speak the language effectively, but you also want to be able to understand all these people from all over the world speaking English. English is not just limited to American English and British English. There is African accent, there is Persian accent, there is Chinese accent, and there is Russian accent. So stop limiting yourself in terms of perceiving what English accent is and holding something as a standard, right? The goal is to communicate. The goal is to be understood and to understand. We also had some other discussions on topics like Brazil, Portuguese and people in Brazil and culture, of course the weather, right? So it was really interesting. It's always nice to interview or meet someone from Brazil. These people are really nice, sweet, kind and nice, you know, just. So I want to thank Ricardo one more time for being with me and sharing this knowledge with us. And now let's listen to Ricardo. That's true. But yeah, and, and my I live in, in the center of Brazil, in Midwest, and it gets pretty warm here in August and September. So when I say getting colder, it's like 25, 24 degrees. That's cold for us. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what is hot like? It's 42. In September, we get temperatures wow. of 42 degrees. Yeah. Uh, is it a coastal city? Like, do you have coast? We don't. We don't. This is um, this is the Midwest of Brazil, and we okay. don't have beaches or anything like that. We do have a lot of rivers and waterfalls and natural parks. So it's mm. we, ha we have yeah. other kinds of programs to do on the weekend. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> and my city, for example, is uh, among hills. There are hills around, so it's not very windy. And when it rains, it rains around the city, but it doesn't rain in the city. Oh, <laughs> right. Very interesting. You really come from a very interesting place, man. Uh, by the way, have you done any preparation on the questions that I sent you? <laughs> I have, kind of. <laughs> because you know, I, I read them, and, and as you as you mentioned that you would like the 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 questions to be you know more more relaxed and and talk more about it but but i have yes okay cool um but i was thinking to improvise you know because um great it's really interesting yeah all right great um so why don't you tell people what you do and who you are the place you come from yeah 
All right. So I'm Ricardo. That's how I pronounce my name in English. And Ricardo, that's how I pronounce my name in my first language, which is Portuguese. I'm from Brazil and I've been teaching English for 20 years now. I started uh, teaching when I was 19. So you can do the math to guess how old I am. <laughs> but uh, I've been teaching English for, for 30 years and I have worked with teacher training courses for about five, six years. I have my own language school in the city where I live. It's called Friends Language Center. And um, we've had the school since 2010. It's been uh, 13 years almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time you have been doing this from. And I, could, I can't believe on the calculation I just made about your age. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn 39 this year. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. You're very, yeah. I think you're ha very happy with what you do. I am. I always say that I do what I love and I love what I do. I, I always joke about the idea that I was born to be a teacher. Since I was very young, uh, when I was studying for school exams, I always studied by teaching. So I would get all my toys and pillows from the house, put them on my bed, and I would teach them what I was studying for the school exam. So I guess it was meant wow. to be. <laughs> Amazing. This is what I love because um, I always preach, um, also practicing what I preach, that you should do what you love. You should yeah. know who you are, become self-aware. Yeah. This is big, man. And yes. it is, I think what I see in you is true happiness. You know, it comes from doing what you love. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Great. All right. So you've been teaching for 30 years. Um, can you tell me 20, a little bit about 20 years? Right. 20. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, can you tell me how you got started uh, teaching and what was your journey like? Because um, just before our conversation, I've been going through your Instagram profile and you have this picture when you were 19 back yeah. in 2009, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah, exactly. that's right. It was it was when I started teaching. I was already in college, and I was invited to to be part of of this school, very far away from where I lived. So it, it would take me like forty five minutes to one hour to get to the place, because I needed to take the bus buses, and it was a, a long journey. And it was in a regular school, so I taught English to high school students. And it was a challenge because um, regular schools in Brazil, most of them, don't teach English for communication in school. So we don't focus on speaking or listening. We focus more on reading because uh, students in regular schools, they are being prepared to take an exam to enter college. And in this exam, all they have to do is to read a text and answer questions, multiple choice questions. They don't have to write anything in English. And that's the majority of schools. So it was a bit of a challenge because that was not the way I had learned English. I mean, I, I started studying English when I was 
14 years old. I went to this language school in the city where I lived and I studied for in this school for four years, I guess. Yeah. And then I entered college and I continued studying English by myself and I uh, immediately started teaching. So it was mm -hmm. it was a very rewarding experience, I believe. It was uh, challenging, as I said, at the same time, but uh, very rewarding. And then I started uh, teaching in language schools and I eventually opened my own school and have been doing that since then. Awesome. What was the most challenging part? Um, in, in, in Brazil, English in regular school doesn't fail. So if students don't do anything during classes, they still pass. So that, <laughs> that was challenging because I, I had to, to pretend that they had learned something and they, they hadn't. It was very challenging especially because it was at the time it was not a mandatory subject english it's like an extra subject in school here in schools um, now i think they have changed something I, I don't teach in regular schools anymore i i stopped teaching in regular schools about two years ago yeah to focus only on my school and on teacher training courses right to be the ba boss of your own life Exactly. There's no better feeling. <laughs> yes, totally. Right. Um, and how, so how do you now um, teach in your schools? Like what is different from how you used to teach before? Yeah. Yeah. In my school, I teach English for communication. So I'm, I'm teaching my students to speak English. So that was not what I used to do in regular school. So students stay here and study and become fluent in the language and they are prepared to, to work on either of the four main skills of teaching, reading, writing, listening and, and especially speaking. That's, that's the main difference, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know exact the exact difference that you are talking about. Here it is no different. You know, traditional education only focuses on exam oriented syllabus. You have to read the text, answer the questions and write about some topic that is completely irrelevant with your life. So you don't feel passionate about writing anyways. <laughs> right. And when you exit the uh, traditional educational system, you can't speak fluently or you can't communicate with people. Like you said, it's not for communication. And it also has a negative impact on students' confidence, mm -hmm. right? On mo at least yes. most, yeah. for most people, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, where are you from in, in India? Yeah, I'm from this city called Pune uh, in the state of Maharashtra. Okay, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been here ever to India? Never, no, never. Okay. But I want to. I've, I, I have talked to a lot of teachers from India. I was mm -hmm. even going to hire one from India to come to Brazil and teach at my school. 
but in the end, you know, the, the process of hiring foreigners here in Brazil is very complicated and mm. it's not comparing the, the, the exchange rate for the currency. It wouldn't be <clears throat> so interesting for the person to come or for us to, 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 to support the person financially to come. So we just, we, we let it go, yeah. Right, there is just too many complications to take into consideration, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it will be yeah. beautiful. I like the idea. You know, it will be nice because I always wanted to come to Brazil. Yeah, right. So, so <laughs> now there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And by the way, why did you um, feel the need to hire someone from India? I, I, I actually didn't didn't feel the need to hire someone from india it was uh, i opened a position for a foreign person a foreigner to come and teach and for me it, it doesn't really matter where the person is from as long as they speak english well and can teach it well uh, so this girl from india talked started talking to me and we kept talking uh, but it was, you know, just a coincidence, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, but it couldn't go anywhere because of the complications. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh wow, like five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I ended up hiring a teacher from Ireland who happened to be married to a Brazilian guy awesome. and, who <laughs> and who happened to live in the city where I live. So this Perfect. is a very small town. Yeah, it's a very small town here, about 40,000 people. And uh, it's very difficult to find teachers here. I mean, we either fi find people who speak English but can teach or uh, graduated teachers who can't speak English. So. <laughs> It's a problem. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. We need some someone that is as equally passionate as you about teaching. By the way, also um, going through your program and your page, when you teach, uh, we'll also talk about how you you're teaching teachers. Actually, teachers yeah. are your students. We'll also talk yes. about that. Yeah. But you say that pronunciation is the most important part of the language. I I believe it it is connected with everything else. So as teachers, we need to be prepared to help our students communicate. That's that's our goal. And how are students going to communicate if we don't consider pronunciation issues, right? And pronunciation is not only about, you know, individual sounds, but about uh, working with connected speech and helping students sound more fluent and helping them use better intonation in the sentences they, they speak. So we need to be ready to deal with that. And what I have found is that uh, teachers sometimes neglect pronunciation work in class, either because they are not confident about teaching it because, you know, most teachers in the world are non-native speakers of the language. 
So teachers sometimes don't feel very confident about teaching pronunciation because they don't feel they should be doing that. This is <laughs> this is an area only for native speakers. And I totally right. disagree with that because mm -hmm. before being a teacher, we were also learners. So we, we, we went through the process our students are going through. So this yeah. who better who, who would better help our students than someone who has follow the same path right so mm -hmm. so and and that's what I'm, I'm focusing on this year i'm focusing much more on pronunciation work and helping teachers see pronunciation uh with different eyes to right. get a, a, new, a new perspective yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah do also do the teachers themselves also sometimes struggle with the uh, pronunciation because you, by the way, um, I have talked with uh, other Brazilian friends, uh, other coaches. You don't, ha you don't sound like most Brazilians. Yeah. <laughs> sound different. And and that was a goal I, I established. I mean, I never wanted to sound like a native. I I never had this goal, and I don't think ever anybody uh, needs that. But it is a goal. Some people have this goal. Some people, you know, moving to a country where English is the first language. They may want to sound like natives, but they don't have to. I believe mm -hmm. that everybody has their own accent, and my accent is part of my identity. So, you know, I shouldn't be ashamed of it. Or, or... But because I'm, I've been working with pronunciation for a while, I can um, be, you know, critical of myself. So I, I hear myself speaking English, and this is something I decided to do on Instagram, for example. I'm from Brazil, but I'm talking to teachers. If I wanted to talk to teachers only in Brazil, I could easily just, you know, speak Portuguese, which is our first language. But the point is, we learn English in Brazil as a foreign language. So it's not a second language here. Because that's, that's different, and, and that's the difference between ESL and EFL. If you are learning English in Canada, for example, English is a, your second language because you will leave the classroom and practice the language. That doesn't happen in Brazil, mm -hmm. sadly. You know, we, we are the fifth biggest country in the world and we can't even speak the language of our neighbors, which is Spanish. So uh, all, all the, the countries in Latin America uh, speak Spanish, except for Brazil and uh french french guyana yeah but okay. uh, so we don't even speak spanish so let alone english so uh, my idea was to provide teachers to contact with someone from their own country speaking english and if it's been working yeah that's good yeah it seems to be working and um do you think we can survive in Brazil if you know Spanish? Because they're somewhat similar, right? Well, th there's a funny thing because, you know, Brazilians uh, say they can speak Spanish. We call it, uh, uh, how can I put that in English? We, we call it por portuñol. It's a mix between Portuguese <laughs> and Spanish. Espanol. And it's funny because Portuguese speakers can understand a lot of Spanish, but mm. Spanish speakers cannot understand Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's fine. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. But but a lot of countries, a lot of our neighbor neighboring countries here, uh, people who go and visit Argentina, for example, or Paraguay, Uruguay, they speak, you know, a broken Spanish and they can communicate because uh, languages, the, both Portuguese and Spanish have the same origin. So mm. a lot of the words are the same. A lot of the, the, the structures of sentences are the same. Uh, pronunciation can sometimes be different, but yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that if you speak Spanish, you, you will be able to get around. Get around, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, basic conversations. Like you yeah. can talk to shopkeepers yeah. and talk to natives yeah. like, hi, how are you doing? Like that. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, what? one thing about Brazilians is that we, uh, we are a very friendly people and um, we are always embracing tourists and foreigners. So if they don't understand, we will make sure they do. And uh, this is a, a characteristic of, of Brazil. Yeah, they are very, of course, general, generally speaking. But uh, it we we are very warm people. Yeah? And we when, when the when the World Cup and the Olympics happened in Brazil, mm. nobody could speak English. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> we could communicate with everybody. Everybody. Yeah, man. That's what I love about you guys. All the Brazilian friends that I have, we are really warm, friendly, like bros, truly. Yeah. 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 And um, that's exactly like, um, would love to go deeper on that, like Brazilian people. Um, yeah. What are most people like? What do they do there? And what is it like there? Oof. Well, it depends a lot because, you know, there are... 26 states and five different big regions and they are very different from one another. So I live, for example, in the, in the Midwest and we are known for being uh, people who have farms and deal with country music and stuff. But that's, you know, that's just a stereotype. Uh, the south of Brazil is a little colder, and some there are some people from different nationalities there, especially Germany, and they, some people speak German there. So it's it's a mix of cultures and uh, you know customs. It's mm. I, I I wouldn't know how to define each region because it is uh, very diverse, very much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like us, I guess. Very yeah. diverse, if you say. And, <coughs> excuse me, I think those people from the East, they have a little different accent um, when it comes to English than you guys. Yeah. They, they do. It's because um, they even have a different accent in Portuguese. In Brazil, we have very different kinds of accent. The north of Brazil speaks differently from the Northeast, from the Midwest, from the southeast and from the south are very different accents in mm -hmm. in the country yeah that's really interesting and um but it's one language right but different dialects and different one accents yeah. portuguese yeah i also observed this um, when you try to learn portuguese you have to kind of become a little bit of brazilian 
you know, it also a personality thing, learning a language. You have to know the culture and act like a Brazilian to really speak their language. You say, bom dia, feel like a Brazilian, you know? So that's also interesting. All right. Um, you know, the picture of Brazil that most people see on news or on uh, YouTube channels like Wise News, they see the ne negative part, you know, the bad part. But that's not the whole picture. The description that you say, someone that is in the country telling the truth, this is far away from that thing. And um, people outside um, getting that vision, they think like, oh, that's all what Brazil is. It's a dangerous country. Don't go to Brazil, you know. It, de it depends on where you go. Of course, we, I, I believe that as all countries, we, we have problems, politics in Brazil, is uh, very corrupt. Uh, we can't trust politicians. It's it's very difficult. It's a very we're going through this this year. For example, we are voting for president in 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 the country, and uh, we have very a lot of opposing views from uh, what the president is doing, expecting a new person to come and do things differently. And um, and also we, we do have we, we have parts of the country uh, which are very dangerous. There is a lot of poverty, illiterate people, and we do have a lot of problems. But one mm -hmm. thing that is sure about Brazilians is that uh, we are famous for not giving up. Uh, this this is this is a, a motto that we have here. So it's uh, it. I'm Brazilian. Love I never it. give up. Yeah. So it's it's all we're, we're you know facing uh, problems and trying to overcome them. And this is what I would say. It's the the biggest picture of uh, or the bigger picture of Brazil. Yeah. We do have problems, but you know we are always hoping for the best. Some people, of course, have the the idea of you know. Uh, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. <laughs> so so yeah. we're always thinking about, you know, the USA is better, Europe is better, Asia is mm. better, Australia is better. Uh, there are some people who think like that too. But, you yes. know, I, I don't know if I would move to a different country just because I don't like my country. No, I, not, not because of that. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. True, true. You know, when we see these uh, bad things and if your head is filled with all the negativity, sometimes it feels like, man, really? But then you see the good. You know, there's also good. There's good, yeah. there's bad in every country. Like you yeah. said, the grass is only greener is a limited idea. The grass is always greener where you water it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You guys also have something called unity. You stick together like a family, all the good people yeah. in there. Yeah. That's With a very different energy. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's what um, keeps the hope alive here. Um, also, you know, uh, especially in the bad times, in the hard times, everyone unites. That's where you feel the most energy of the community, you know, yeah. your people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, we have that a lot here, a lot. Yeah, people may be being hostile to each other on small things every day, but on those times, you know, 
everyone is together. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I, I believe we have uh, stereotypes everywhere. So when we are, and, and this is also part of our job as teachers of a language, because we are not teaching only the language. I, I don't think it's possible to teach language without teaching culture. So, um, and English, for example, is, is not spoken only in the main countries where, uh, you know, we find in chorus books, for example. We, we normally see course books referring to either the USA or the UK. Yeah. So in my classes, yeah. for example, I like to bring examples from people who speak English living in different places, not only in places where English is the first language, because, uh, you know, there are more people. I was I was doing some research the other day and there are uh, uh, if you listen, if you could listen to every conversation happening in the world in english right now four percent only would be between two people who have english as the, their first language the other 96 percent would be between people who are speaking english as a foreign language because it's not their first language that's interesting yeah yeah, and, and, and people keep thinking about the idea of, you know, having a teacher from the USA or having to learn English to speak like a native. When people come asking me uh, for that, uh, I've had students in my school come and ask, okay, so, so do you teach American or British English? I say, I teach mm -hmm. English. You are going to be able to communicate with anybody who speaks English in the world. Be them American, British, Australian, or Chinese, Argentinian, people who don't have English as their first language. That's not the goal of right. English anymore, of English learning anymore. Right, right, absolutely. People have these very limited views. English has to be either uh, American English or British English. Even I had that yeah. view just before your answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, people from all over the world are, you, you know, they have their own accent, Australian accent, African accent, Persian accent. All of these people speak yeah. English. Like you said, yeah. only 4% of it is from America or British or uh, yeah. from the people who have English as their primary language. Yeah, yeah. right. And you also want to be uh, able to understand all these other accents of all the other people from exactly exactly because you know that's that's where pronunciation enters again because pronunciation is not only learning to speak like someone it's you know also learning how to understand people from different backgrounds from di with different accents because the goal of communication is not only to deliver a message but you ne you need to be understood you need to be what we call uh, intelligible. But being intelligible is not only how and what you speak, but what and how much the other person understands. The goal of communication is not only what I say, but also and sometimes more importantly, what the other person hears and how they understand that. So that's right. where pronunciation enters. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm very 
you know, uh, enthusiastic about pronunciation teaching because it's much more than what people believe it is. It's much more mm -hmm. than than teaching to say thank you with the th sound with the tongue between the teeth. It's much more than that. Yeah, so that that's what I, I, I'm trying to show teachers. Yeah. Right. Right. You're changing views, man. These little things yeah. mean something big. That's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes, you want to be understood. You want to be heard right from people. That's the goal yeah. of pronunciation. Yeah. What's your favorite accent? <laughs> it depends. Uh, it depends on my mood. <laughs> but, uh, okay. But, but you know, uh, here in Brazil, we we I grew up listening to um, American accent more more frequently. Because of you know movies and and you know Hollywood played a big part in my uh, English language learning journey because uh, it helped me a lot you know I, I was you know always trying to to watch TV series and so on but this has changed so for example I I really like uh, Harry Potter so the mm -hmm. movies are more or less in British English right so. I have this kind of, of, of accent that is very different, and I love it. I had teachers in college who, who spoke a, a more British-like English, and it's very difficult to, to, to generalize an accent, right? It's like, uh, what, what is your first language, Hindi? Yeah, you can say yes. It's our national language. Okay, but, but is it the one you speak at home? Uh, not really. We are very diverse in terms of languages. You're yeah. talking about India. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what I mean, you know? Because, you know, uh, here in Brazil, for example, we, we, we have this idea of American English and British English. But if you go to the USA, for example, people from New York speak differently from people in Texas or Orlando or Washington. They have different accents within the country. So what is mm -hmm. the American English in the first place, right? right. So what is uh, your first language in the first place? Because people will, will speak it differently. We are in Brazil. We speak the same language as Portugal. And we sometimes can't understand what people from Portugal are saying. It's the mm -hmm. same language. We don't, really? yeah. It's just, it's just like the USA and England. It's the same language but they sometimes don't understand each other. It's different, yeah. different vocabulary, different pronunciation. The pronunciation in Portugal is completely different from the pronunciation, the general pronunciation in Brazil. Same language. Because when, yeah, yeah, it's the same language. And I believe mm -hmm. it's the same in India. Yeah, you may have the same language, but different accents here and there. True. I know in India there there are a lot of, a lot of dialects. Yeah, a lot of them, man. You can't count them on 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 fingers. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even my uh, mother tongue, it has innumerable accents. It changes from city to city, man. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so when so when people ask me, yeah. So when people tell me uh, that they want to 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 sound like a native. The first question I ask is, okay, a native from where? A native mm. from the USA. The USA where? So uh, right. New York. Okay, New York where? 
because you know different mm -hmm. places will have different accents there is no such thing you have to learn english to communicate english english is not your yeah. first language is it um no not really it's only limited it's only used in the business world and the corporate world and in colleges that's it most people don't even speak english yeah True. Yeah, and this you knowledge was. You see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it was enlightening, man. This opens a lot of yeah. new doors. Sometimes technology, you know, is it betrays you. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how much time do you have left, by the way? Well, actually, I I do have about ten minutes because I need oh. to get ready for lunch and everything here. Pick up the kids at school. Okay, okay. Let's wrap it up then. Um, first of all, uh, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah. And in this short frame of time, what the knowledge that you shared with me about accents and pronunciation is completely uh, what I couldn't learn over the three, four years that I have been uh, working on my accent. Now, it feels That's free wonderful. to talk just the way I can. That's good. We'll yeah. also deliver this knowledge to other kids. Uh, thanks to you, credit goes to you. My pleasure. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, really. Yeah, it's it's always nice to meet new people and uh, teachers from other countries. So I believe the internet has brought us this uh, opportunity to you know open doors and meet new people from around the world. And I really enjoyed our talk today. Absolutely, man. Uh, again, internet is there, but you have to speak English to have those new people from all over the world. Right? All right. I enjoyed this conversation too. Hope to see you one day in Brazil. Uh, also have one point about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We'll keep okay. that for the yes. next time. <laughs> yes. All right. Let me know. Let me know when you come. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your lunch. I'll see you thank again. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the day there for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh,